Hello, and welcome to the Remaking Your Mind podcast, a place where we deep dive into how reclaiming the narrative that plays in your mind through making small adjustments in the way you think can vastly improve your quality of life. Hello, I am Camille, your host, and today we'll be talking about part two of the barriers to compassion. So I want to dive right into this, but I also just want to say, if you have not listened to part one, please do so. There is a lot of kind of foundational stuff in part one that is important for you to understand before you move forward um, further into this list. And so I just recommend listening to that episode before you continue on to this one. Um, So here we go. We're going to continue to talk about some of these barriers. So right where we left off, um, the next barrier to compassion is the assumption that whatever they are experiencing, whatever the other person is experiencing is small and therefore your response is insignificant. You don't know how big someone's experience is or how impactful someone's experience is. This this particular assumption is very closely tied to the last one. Um, just in the sense of like you're making an assumption that you understand the gravity of something, that you know something to its fullest which is not necessarily true and so kind of treating somebody's struggle suffering whatever it is pain you know whether they're complaining to you about something like treating it like it's small and therefore it doesn't matter how you respond you know it's coming from a place where you think that you have a full grasp of what's going on and it's also it's not it's not helpful like I'm not talking about enabling people i'm not talking about coddling people i'm not talking about you know doing this poor baby woe is you what i'm talking about is just have respect have respect have patience have kindness towards other people's experiences you don't have to make a mountain out of a molehill you just need to recognize that you don't get to decide how big something is in someone's life especially because another thing that goes on here is that struggles in life have a way of compounding onto each other. They interweave and they feed into each other. And even if what somebody's talking to you about is actually genuinely small, it doesn't mean that it isn't tied up or wrapped up in things that are much bigger. It doesn't mean that it isn't impacting things that are much bigger. And so when somebody is expressing distress about something that is small, you don't know what that small thing is interconnected with and if somebody is feeling pain over something it's for a reason it's for a reason and a lot of times that reason isn't just that one set only separate set thing sometimes you know a lot of times that pain is connected to other things and so just kind of recognize that that like you don't get to decide if someone's experience is insignificant and even if it is insignificant okay like just to be a person of god to be someone who loves christ to be someone who stands on the side of love even if you don't believe in god is to treat people with respect and kindness no matter what no matter what whether their experience is teeny tiny or whether it's gigantic like your job isn't to decide that and define that your job is to respond in love to to others and to yourself And so the next assumption we're going to talk about is the assumption that because you don't feel an internal response means that you shouldn't respond externally anyways. This point, whoa Nelly, this point is something that I am so passionate about and something that I'm so like "Mm," about because 
it is a super, super, super common assumption that just because you don't feel something means that you shouldn't act something. That is so, so, so false. And it is so common for people to think that way. To think that like, oh, well, I don't feel it, so so I don't have to do it. Or so I don't have to act better. I can just act on how I feel and how I feel is this. Whether it's like indifference or anger or whatever. It, but no, 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 no. <laughs> Emotions are fickle things. They frequently do not cooperate. They are caused by an interpretation of an experience, not a concrete fact, and not full and complete understanding, and they are affected by countless things. Your emotions, your emotions can be affected by the time of day, what you ate, how well you slept, whether or not you drank water. They can be affected by the environment you're in. They can be affected by temperature fluctuations. They can be affected by your digestive system. They can, I mean, just the list of things that affect your emotions is so big. So this idea that, oh, well, my emo- I don't have the emotion to respond in compassion. Well, so what? So what? And the idea that you don't feel something that you means that you shouldn't be held accountable for being compassionate and acting in compassion is very naive. It's very naive and it's false. Just because you don't feel something doesn't mean that you shouldn't hold yourself accountable for how you treat someone else. Period. Done. Deal. You are accountable for how you treat other people, no matter what. No matter what. So whether you feel angry, whether you feel sad, whether you feel discouraged, whether you feel indifferent, whether your emotions are being fickle, 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 or whether they are fully cooperative, you are responsible for how you treat other people and how you respond to other people. And honestly, like, a bleeding heart is not required to be compassionate. It is not required to respond with compassion. You do not have to feel it inside in order to act on it, in order to respond in it. So, you know, this is something that health services workers, like counselors, doctors, nurses, you know, firemen, EMT, like people whose jobs are to help others heal or help protect others, they, you know, a lot of those jobs, they can relate to this, right? They can relate to what I'm about to say, which is basically that compassion fatigue or not feeling it is a very real thing and is easy to happen and it does happen. And it is so much more common than you would think. And especially with jobs like that, where you're constantly being exposed to other people's suffering, the more you are exposed to suffering of others, the more likely you are to adapt to that exposure and to build a tolerance. And so whether you're somebody who just on the spectrum, right, because like how you feel or how emotionally reactive you are, that can be a personality thing, that can be a genetic thing, that can be a combination of nature and nurture, it can be something that is just kind of like quote unquote out of your control where like some people are bleeding hearts and they just respond emotionally very easily to others and other people it takes a lot you know or it takes a strong relationship or it takes a lot of whatever to make them feel that 
and a lot of times indifference is more what their experience is like everyone falls on a different part of that spectrum and that's totally acceptable that's 100% fine but like no matter where you fall on that line like you are accountable for how you treat people and even if you're somebody who you know like myself where I am naturally somebody who feels a lot for other people but I have had a job for a long time where it's my job to be there and respond to other people's suffering, which means I have built a pretty high tolerance to being exposed to other people's suffering and to listening to other people's suffering. And I built a pretty high tolerance to being around that because, you know, when you're a counselor for five years, you hear it all. I'll just put it that way. And, and you also build like you or you also experience compassion fatigue so there's kind of a combination of like building a tolerance but also experiencing fatigue from it where you only have so much energy emotionally just period you only have so much energy emotionally and it's and that's normal um and there's a lot of jobs not just counseling jobs that you'll experience that doesn't change the fact that you're held accountable and responsible for whether or not you respond to people with compassion so you know i'm gonna be honest with you I'm completely transparent with you. I cannot possibly count the amount of times when someone told me something, you know, when somebody shared something with me, whether it was, you know, something as insignificant as, oh, I got a paper cut or, you know, whatever, like whatever the experience was where they're complaining or they're suffering or they're in pain or whatever. And I internally didn't respond like my emotions did not cooperate, whether it was because of compassion fatigue, whether it was because I have a pretty high tolerance to hearing about other people's suffering and to being there, listening to people when they share those experiences, whether it's because of my distress tolerance, whether because of fatigue, whether it's because my head isn't in the right place or because whatever, right? Whatever these reasons are, there have been countless times in my life where my emotions did not arise, did not come up, did not respond when confronted with the struggles of another person. But I understand that that's not an excuse. I understand that just because one of my clients, the worst thing they experienced was they got $20 stolen from them and another one of my clients gets beat every weekend doesn't mean that I can't show compassion to the person who got their money stolen right and so it's not about comparing it's not about oh because yours is less you don't deserve my compassion but because yours is more i'm gonna give you compassion like no 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 suffering is suffering pain is pain people are people we are responsible for responding in kindness and respect to people and it is not the fault of an of the client that lost $20. It's not their fault that I've heard so much worse or that I've experienced so much worse or that I've been exposed to so much worse. It is not their responsibility to belittle their own experience just because I have had exposure to experiences that are more severe. And it is my responsibility to recognize that just because I've experienced more severe doesn't mean that they don't have the right to feel how they feel about their struggle. So your lack of emotional response inside of you, it does not dictate whether or not they deserve kindness. And it doesn't excuse you or exempt you from showing up for other people, especially people who love you, who God has put into your life, whether that's 
your friends, your family, your coworkers, the lady at Starbucks who hands you your coffee, like what you're exposed to is just not an excuse. And any lack of emotion, it's just not an excuse. Emotions don't, they're, they're not, they don't have a lot of self-discipline. They don't have a lot of self-control. Emotions just sort of, a lot of times they just do things. <laughs> they react or don't react. And so what? And so what? Like, compassion is so much bigger than a feeling. It's a calling and it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. And so it's a matter of choosing the other person above a temporary state of your heart and recognizing that no matter how much or how little your heart cooperates, you're responsible for making that choice and for the impact that you have on the people around you. So people, other people are more important than whether or not you feel some kind of way at any given moment. And you, you yourself, you are so much bigger. You are so much bigger than your temporary emotional state. You are incredible. You are so full of love. You are so full of goodness. You are so full of potential. You are so much bigger than whether or not your heart is cooperating in that given moment. And so act. What I'm saying is choose. Choose, choose, choose to act. Choose to show up over that passive inaction due to something as fickle as emotions. Teach your heart what matters and show the world how incredible you are by choosing action over being a slave to an emotional response. And yes, even indifference and numbness that, you know, empty that some of us can feel, that is still an emotional response. And you still have full capacity to choose something bigger than that and something beyond that. So I know I get really worked up about this, but it's just something that I'm very passionate about that like just recognizing that emotions are natural, they're normal, they're human, you know, they are what they are and they're going to do what they're going to do. But you are so much bigger than that. And you are so much more than that. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is not as common, but it still happens. And that is um, the assumption that because the person that you're confronted with is strong, that how you treat them doesn't matter. So what I mean by that is like, oh, how do I put this? There is this kind of common assumption in society that indifference and strength are the same thing. Or that indifference doesn't affect someone who is strong. Um, and that just isn't true. <laughs> it takes so much more strength to care than it does to not. And a lack of respect and a lack of care has an impact, period. No matter what. No matter who you're doing it to. Um, and it isn't something that should be just dismissed out of hand. So no matter how strong someone appears or how capable you know them to be, it's not good to assume that treating them and treating their pain, their struggle or whatever with indifference doesn't have repercussions or that they don't need to be shown care just like everybody else. And I'm sure many of you can relate to this, but there is a feeling that can happen from being required to be strong. And that feeling is exhaustion, right? Whether it's you having to be strong emotionally, mentally, physically, whether you have to be, you know, whatever it is, being that person sometimes, 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 and I'm going to really emphasize that it can be a tiring thing. And, and sometimes 
one of the only reasons that someone appears to be strong is because they like in life they were taught that that was the only way that they were going to survive that that is required of them and that no one else was going to be that for them and so they had to be it for themselves and sometimes strength is built out of necessity right like they're trying to survive they're trying to have a good life and they don't feel that same support that maybe someone else does and when strength is built out of necessity a lot of times not all the time definitely not all the time but a lot of times that strength can be a burden it can be a burden that is born out of loneliness and feeling unsupported and it can create distance in relationships because of assumptions formed by both parties by both sides when someone sees themselves as a strong person or wants to see themselves as a strong person they will make assumptions like i don't need to acknowledge how i feel or allow myself to feel these things because they don't matter because i'm stronger than this i'm bigger than this or the assumption that accepting support is the same as depending on others and to depend on others is to be weak therefore don't depend on anyone therefore don't accept help from anyone right there's kind of these assumptions that like doing it yourself is the only way to be strong and that is false it is false there is so many versions of strength out there and one of the biggest ones is being vulnerable the more you are able to be vulnerable the stronger you are because you recognize that like doing everything on your own doing everything for yourself and not letting anyone support you and not letting anyone help you and not letting anyone in and thinking that the only strength that should exist in your life is strength from you that is to close yourself off from the world and to build walls up around you and that is not you know not letting people in while it might make you feel safe is not actually an example of strength it's an example of fear and so you know just this idea that strength is something that only comes from you in order for it to be real strength is not true it's not true at all we're designed to live in relationship we're designed to live in community we are designed to live together and accepting support from others does not make you weak whether that support is emotional mental physical it doesn't make you weak it doesn't make you a bad person and you know so this kind of assumption that like strong people whether you're making that assumption about yourself like oh i'm strong and therefore i don't accept help and i don't accept support um and i don't need anyone to respond to me with care and compassion or whether you're somebody who sees someone else as strong and you think like oh they don't they're fine they don't need they don't need anything like they'll be fine they're always fine and just kind of dismissing um the idea of taking care of them because they're strong like oh strong people don't need someone to have their back that's just not true it's not true we're not designed to be on our own we're not designed to be alone and we shouldn't have to be so no matter how strong someone is whether or not you have their back whether or not you treat them with kindness gentleness compassion whether or not you show up for them it matters it matters a lot and even if they don't know there's a lot of quote-unquote strong people out there who don't know how to accept help who don't know how to accept support who think that to accept support is to mess up and fail and not be as strong as they want to be even if that's their response to your compassion don't think 
that your compassion isn't making an impact. Don't think that your compassion doesn't matter because it does. It does. Even if they have no idea how to accept it, you are standing as an example of true strength by responding to somebody in compassion and by offering someone compassion. You are, by being compassionate, you are loving with an open hand. You are saying, here I am. I am willing to have your back. I'm willing to stand with you. I'm willing to care about you. And that is not going to change and it's not going to go away just because you think that you're so strong that you don't need anyone. The, the love that I have for you is right here. It's right here. It's available to you no matter what. You are being the stronger person if you choose to respond to a quote-unquote strong person that way. That's something really important to remember. Rejecting the compassion and support of others, it's not strength, it's fear. I know that's hard to hear for a lot of us. I know I was definitely someone for a very long time in my life who thought that if I didn't do it alone, if I didn't do it completely on my own, of my own strength, of my own will, of my own character, of my own intelligence, that I was failing and that I was weak. So I can 100% relate to that mindset. And it was a mindset that I had for a very long time. And it was something that was not healthy and that I had to learn to grow out of and to recognize that accepting the love and compassion of others is so much stronger of an act than rejecting it because I think that I have to do it on my own. And indifference is whether you're treating yourself with indifference, whether you're treating the kindness of other people with indifference, whether you're treating the person that you think is strong with indifference, indifference is not strength when it, when it is applied to people when it's applied to people. And I really need to emphasize that because there's, I'll talk about indifference in other episodes, but you know, indifference when applied to people, towards people, whether yourself or others, it's not strength. It's a defense mechanism. It's a way that you're trying to create distance in order to feel safe. And it's, it's about kind of keeping up those walls. And while that might make you feel better, it's not the same as being strong. And it's a very natural, very normal defense mechanism. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's something that we all experience. And quite frankly, I've experienced it plenty. Being indifferent towards things that have happened or things that people have said to me or ways that I've been treated or my own pain. Like, I've been on that indifference bandwagon. So I am not coming from a place of like, how dare you feel that? Because I've felt that. I have no room to judge. But I also recognize that that response is a defense mechanism. It's not when applied to a people, people themselves. It's not a solution and it doesn't make you strong. It just is a way that you've learned to cope. And it can have consequences and that's something to be aware of. So the last thing I'm going to talk about here is some words of caution when it comes to how much compassion you if if you're struggling to show compassion, right? So one of the things to recognize is how much compassion you do or do not have to show someone, it can really affect your relationship with those people. So it's not like if you struggle with being consistently compassionate or you're, you're somebody who just doesn't feel as much or you're not as emotionally reactive doesn't mean you aren't a loving person, doesn't mean you aren't a wonderful person, doesn't mean you aren't somebody who is totally treasured and who people absolutely adore. It doesn't mean that at all. You 
are incredible and most people in your life recognize that even if you are somebody who might not always respond with compassion and so you know it's important to recognize that like just because you might struggle to respond with compassion towards people doesn't mean that you aren't lovable doesn't mean that people don't love you because they do they do people will love you whether you're a hard person or a gentle person people will love you whether you immediately respond with compassion or where you whether or not you struggle to do so but these words of caution are just for you to recognize that like this is something that we all need to work on and to be better at that we're all called to do because it affects us it affects how we treat ourselves and affects how we treat the world around us and it affects the relationships that we have with people so if if you are a truly loving person but you continue to make the choice not to treat someone with compassion for whatever reason you've come up with you know what that person knows about their relationship with you and how they feel towards you can kind of get distorted and kind of peel apart and it can like slowly but surely just not line up because because compassion affects feelings of trust and feelings of safety so that person how do i put this it will if you don't treat someone's experiences with compassion if you if they confide in you and your response is you belittle or diminish or judge their experience or if your response is just be indifferent towards them they will you know a lot of times they will still love you and they'll forgive you and that's great but it will affect how safe they feel with you it will affect how much they trust you and how much they feel like you're somebody who's safe to turn to or confide in or to be with in times of that aren't perfect you know there's that um, concept of like the fair weather friend that's a that's a cliche for a reason it's just this idea that there's some people in your life that they're only around when it's easy they're only around when it's comfortable they're only they only love you when it doesn't require much of anything from them and if you're somebody who doesn't treat the ones around you with compassion or who struggles to respond with compassion the more that happens the more the other person's going to have a hard time not seeing you as a fair weather friend as someone in their life who can only be trusted when things are easy and can only be relied on when it doesn't require anything of them and that's not the best feeling it can really have consequences um, on those relationships so another thing too to to really identify that can be hard for people to understand sometimes is that treating someone's experiences like they don't matter to you might be different than treating like treating that person like they don't matter right so you're like oh if i if i think little of what they're sharing with me that's not the same as thinking little of them right you see that nuance you you think that that nuance exists right treating someone's experiences like they don't matter not the same as treating you know someone as a person like they don't matter but to that person on the receiving end of that treatment it feels the same it feels the same so when you respond with somebody with judgment bitterness contentment anger indifference when you belittle diminish somebody's experience to you 
it might not seem like you're attacking them or putting them down as a person, but to them, it f- that's how it feels. That's how it feels to be on the receiving end of that treatment. It feels like you are belittling, diminishing, and putting down them as a person. And so you might understand that difference and you might think that that difference is obvious, but to the receiving person, like it's not, it's not obvious and it doesn't feel different. And I know I said basically the same thing like three times, but I just like, I have to drive that point home because it's so easy for us to use that as an excuse. Well, I wasn't judging them. I was judging, you know, what they thought, or I wasn't judging them. I was judging like how that went, you know, and there's this attitude of like, well, it's different. So it's fine. Mm, No, no. To dim- diminish and cast aside a person's experience is to diminish and cast aside the person themselves. I'm sorry, but you know there's a lot of truth in that, and it can be hard for us to hear because we all struggle with judgment. We all struggle with, you know, having those moments where we fail to respond in kindness, and we need to recognize that we might have genuinely hurt people in our inability or unwillingness to show respect even in those situations where we don't agree. So those kind of reactions, they can make someone feel unsafe with you, whether that's emotionally, mentally, or potentially even physically. It can start diminishing and eating away at the level of safety that they feel with you, which, you know, safety and trust are deeply interconnected. And so how much someone trusts you and how safe they feel with you are pretty difficult to tease apart, you know, so don't be surprised if people you love don't feel safe turning to you or don't feel comfortable confiding in you or don't tell you when something is wrong. If you are someone who lacks a compassionate response and who lacks a respectful response when they try to turn to you. So yeah, it's just, it's something that is really important. (laughs) It's really important and it's, it's hard. It's hard. Um, we all have these struggles. We all make mistakes. And it's just something that we all need to be aware of in order to continue to grow and move forward and just take better care of each other. Because that's kind of the whole point. It's kind of the whole point of just like, I want to continue to create content that even if it's hard to listen to, and even if it's hard to talk about, and even if it makes you feel convicted that like, ultimately, it's there to help cleanse you, help build you up, help encourage you, help you recognize that you're just a human being just like all of us and we all make these mistakes and that's okay. But let's work together. Let's work together to be better, to, you know, have a wonderful life together because that's all I want for you is for you to be able to just see how glorious you are and to see how much you're loved and to see how beautiful you are and to embrace it and to take better care of yourself and take better care of the people that love you. You know, sometimes with subjects like this, sometimes, you know, we just have to tear down the lies. We have to tear down what's old. We have to tear down what has, you know, rotted and has broken in order for us to build something solid and something long lasting in order for us to be confident and just experience how incredible we can be and how incredible our relationships can be and how good we can be at taking care of ourselves and taking care of those around us. And so that's the whole point of like talking about these assumptions, talking about these lies, talking about these mindsets that are toxic is I'm helping you tear down 
what isn't working in order to build something that is truly incredible. So I really hope that walking you through all of this was helpful. I know it's kind of a heavy topic. I know not the easiest thing to think about or listen to maybe, but um, I just really appreciate that you were here. I appreciate that you, you know, came and listened and that you kind of went on this journey with me. I hope that walking you through this stuff was um, helpful and hopefully in future episodes, I will kind of talk about the more positive side of talking about compassion and just maybe recognizing like some very tangible methods to showing yourself more compassion and showing other people more compassion and just kind of instead of talking about the barriers we will talk about just kind of you know the more um useful coping skills i don't know this is very useful but it's it's useful in a different way um but yeah so we'll we'll talk about these things in future episodes but thank you so much for listening and goodbye for now i will talk to you guys again soon and have a great day bye